So, hello, come back to another episode of the self development with tactics podcast. I do hope that I have chosen the right audio interface kind of thingy thing. Um, but it should be fine. Yes, it is fine. It should be good. It should be fine. Um, I don't know where I've stopped yesterday. So I got to quickly have a look at my browser because I think that I have recorded another time yesterday. I'm actually very unsure. I actually do not really know. But there's the net aliasing side. I know that we have finished up with more sayings by Publilius Cyrus or Cyrus or whatever he is pronounced. I unfortunately do not know. But um, what have I done afterwards? I might actually also... Let's check it out. Let's see what I did. Let's see what we could do. Let's see what, what we're heading towards. Um, yes, there was actually another episode yesterday. So let me see what this was. Let me see what this was. It was another book. Ah, there we go. There we, there we, there we go. I did remember correctly. I went through another book. I went through another book summary. And um, it's been amazing. It's been a pretty interesting one. A pretty good one. A pretty neat one. Um, really heavily enjoying to go through that one. And I'm going to show you in a little tiny bit. There you go. What I learned about the future by reading sci-fi. Uh, since there are multiple headlines or subheadlines. We're going through Design Your Work, Praxis Volume 1 by Tiago Forte, or Forte, probably is Spanish, I guess, Tiago, maybe even Italian, I don't know, so Tiago Forte, well, anyway, <laughs> never mind, never mind, and um, well, let's see, let's see and let's do. We can explore this through an analogy. Imagine an ant observing the behavior of a human. From the ant's point of view, the human doesn't spend its time solving hard ant-centric problems. Virtually nothing that a human does is remotely comprehensible, nor even observable, since the scale and complexity of the human's simplest action is far beyond the ant's conception. From what I can observe, I think the word, the word this ant would most likely use to describe the human is weird. And... Um, this probably is the exact same thing as, as we are talking about maybe other people, you know, people that are surrounding us, people that we know, people um, of any kind, of any nature, of any whatever. Um, sometimes people are just weird to us just because we do not understand their concepts. We do not understand their actions and we maybe also do not understand their life entirely. Tagging is broken. In the sign you create affordances when you want your user to do something and anti-affordance when you want them to not do something. Thus, you encourage desired behaviors by making them easier and discourage undesired behavior by making them harder. The real potential of a digital organizational system is to be a tool for capturing and systematically reminding you of past ideas, inspirations, insights, and connections. The heart of creativity and innovation is making spontaneous connections. 
between seemingly unrelated things and note-taking programs, programs can, uh, when used correctly, serve as a cognitive exoskeleton, both protecting us from the ravages of forgetfulness and amplifying our blows as we take on creative challenges. For whatever, for whatever reason, I'm having some... Let's maybe close that one down. Uh, close tab. I'm having a few drops there in, in frames. But yeah. When I look at successful people, I notice again and again that it is this. The ability to systematically capture and review and employ or deploy, I'm sorry, their ideas. Further strengthening their creative self-esteem, leading them to value and generate more ideas and so on in a virtuous loop. That really sets them apart, not the original quantity or quality of ideas, not their brilliance from birth, not luck. It's a process, you know, they are doing something, they did something. They continuously work on their craft, they continuously work on whatever they are doing. Um, it makes sense. the habit graph, or graph, if you will. The modern science of network theory can be traced directly back to Königsberg, uh, the prosperous 16th century capital of the Duchy of Prussia, Prussia. Um, what is this in German? Well, specifically, it can be traced to its seven bridges, which connected two islands in the river Priegel to each other and the mainland. mainland. Well, no one seems to know who first asked the question, but over the centuries it became one of the great unsolved riddles of mathematics. Is there any way to visit all parts of the town, crossing each bridge once and only, uh, and only there, uh, and only once, I'm sorry. Königsberg and seven bridges, Königsberg and its seven bridges, Königsberg bridges, uh, Bogdan Giuska, CC, by say, what? By SA, the answer to the seven bridges of Königsberg problem turned out to be a definitive no. Proven in 1735 by mathematician Leonhard Euler. I'm sure he was proud of his accomplishment, but I'm even more sure he could not remotely imagine its implications. Euler's work on the seven bridges problem laid the foundation for topology graph theory and network theory, which has since become one of science's most powerful tools in understanding complex systems. The problem is that when I really ask myself, why didn't I have a healthy lunch today? It usually isn't a faulty trigger, a lackluster reward or flaws in any of the dozen supporting strategies I've searched and taught. It usually is because I didn't have a feeling healthy breakfast. And that was because I didn't get up early enough. And that was because I went to bed late. And that was because I worked late because I didn't get enough done that day, because I didn't have enough energy, because I didn't have a healthy lunch. In other words, the answer seems to often be because I didn't do other habits. When critical fraction of nodes or habits is removed, the network becomes fragmented into small disconnected clusters. Have you ever had the sensation that your habits are grouped into clusters based on time of day, location or interactions with other people? One cluster can fail without affecting the others. This phenomenon is called percolation and it represents an order, an order disorder type of phase transition with critical expo ex exponents 
period, without a period, because for some reason there is no period. Have you ever experienced such a phase transition, when a single core habit is disturbed and suddenly your whole life goes to pieces? Dependencies may lead to cascading failures, and a relatively small failure can lead to a catastrophic breakdown of the system. Have you ever watched your good habits fall one after another, like dominoes, beginning with some seemingly unimportant event? Yeah, um, I do also want to argue that a lot of things are interconnected and all connected. Um, I'm doing X, I'm doing Y, and I'm doing C, and this makes me happy. It may not be one thing of all of them, you know. It probably is all of them together that is making me happy, and that is making me feeling fulfilled, and that is also maybe making me feeling productive and good about myself. And when I'm able to do that, you know, accomplish all of them, um, I probably am good to go. But once one of these things, one of those core, especially core things um, that are essential to my life, that are essential to who I am and what I do, and well, essential to my happiness as well, then things go south, maybe. The good news is that these measures, measures, measures I'm sorry, are highly correlated and they tend to give similar results. I chose to run with eight vectors centrality, both because it is a good general measure of the influence of a node on a network and because it is the basis for familiar systems like Google's PageRank algorithm. I started by narrowing my analysis to medium difficulty habits. These are habits that I perform consistently, but not as constantly as I'd like. They are the low-hanging fruit of behavior change, and strengthening them would quickly and relatively easily improve my quality of life. I then ask myself the following question for each pair of habits. Does habit A directly and unequivocally uh, make habit B more likely to happen? For example, does waking up by 8 a.m. directly and, <laughs> and unequivocally make meditation more likely to happen? If the answer was yes, based on my subjective experience, this was counted as a positive one-way relationship. I want to know not only the absolute number of other habits each one supports, but how influential these supported habits are themselves. In other words, what makes a habit important is not only that it, that it supports my and that supports many habits, but that it supports habits that are themselves important. This is where eight vector centrality comes. The eight vector central, uh, the eight vector. Ah, I'm sorry, it's not eight vector. Vector. It is eigenvector. Or, I guess it is eigen. I'm just gonna pronounce it in a German way. I kind of guess that this is the case. Don't know why. Not actually sure in any type of way, but. The eigenvector equation allows us to rank the habits according to their influence on the entire network in a way that is not apparent visually. Here's the relevant equation. Centrality divided by... Oh, so there is centrality then slash CC by SA. Applying this equation to my habit graph, I came up with following eigenvector centralities. The eigenvector number in purple next to each habit measures that habits influence on the network and on the network as a whole. I already knew morning and evening habits were important and that early waking sets the tone for my whole day. The centrality scores I came up with for each habit are probably pretty close to what I would have guessed. Imagine a future where we could map the topology of a person's habits. 
more tangibly, imagine if we could create an app that with some relatively simple inputs could, make, could map your habits. It could tell you exactly which habits were the most important, the ones you should focus on your willpower and planning on. You would know which habits you could strategically retreat from when life got crazy. And even if a keystone habit failed, you could have con contingency plans in place to limit the damage. Um, it is an amazing book. It, it really just is. Um, once again, Design Your Work, Praxis, Volume 1 by Tiago Forte. Um, it is incredible because I deeply also believe in good habits setting the tone for the whole day and, and good habits being essential for a good life. Um, let's actually quickly check out Tiago Forte. Um, Tia, Tiago Forte. Forte Labs. Tiago Forte is one of the world's foremost, oh, thank you, experts on productivity. Through online courses and live workshops, he has taught more than 20,000 knowledge, whatever, praxis blog. I guess that this is going to be a new, quote unquote, series probably going to be in his blog or on his blog a bit more often uh, in the future. Why I'm not a Christian, a testimony of losing faith. Well, not going to get into that for sure. Building a second brain, the four identities of a teacher. Um, community FAQ start here. I would like to just know a bit more about him. Hi, I'm Tiago. I'm the founder of Forte Labs, and the question that drives me is, how can humans reach their productive potential? The answer to, the question, to answer the question, I teach and write about new ways for people to do their best work in our connected digital world. Uh, new here, read these posts first. Improve your reading habits with the secret power of read it later apps. Take better notes and organize your thinking with how to use Evernote for your creative workflow. Organize your digital world by with my groundbreaking Parama method. Well, I think that I'm going to end the episode there. Um, I'm probably going to be on this website a bit more in the future. And I'm probably also going to feature some of his work um, in the future as well. I do really like it. Have a look at your habits. Try to dissect them. Try to see um, what you could change, what you could do, what could you do better and so on and so forth. But yeah, with that being said, I'm going to see you the next time. So 